0: What up? What up? What up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams Podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Today we are joined by Trey McBride, Team DNVR athlete, CSU superstar tight end, future NFL draft pick. Always good to catch up with him. Just talk about the uh, the win over home over uh, San Jose State on Homecoming. Obviously, you know, kind of a wonky defense. They're going up against this weekend at New Mexico. Rocky Long and his, you know, 3-3-5, 2-4-5 defenses are just a little weird. A lot of pre-snap movement. It really falls on the offensive line. And it was a really good interview. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Before I play that, I am going to dive into the Mountain West slate this weekend, talk about the different lines, throw some fun facts about each matchup, uh, just my gambling advice, all that fun stuff. And I also got to shout out our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With the prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. and Make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house. It's just crazy in Colorado right now. The entire market is absurd. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off of you. They're going to alleviate so much stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. They're proud DNVR members, they're CSU alum, and they work nights and weekends to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. They also have a fun perk if you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you want to talk to somebody directly, give Mike a ring at 970 412 2472, or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, like I said, we are going to get to that interview with Trey in just a couple of minutes. Before we talk about some of the lines this weekend in the Mountain West slate, just briefly going to go over the standings. In the West, you have San Diego State sitting atop at 5-0. They're on a five-game win streak, obviously. That's pretty self-explanatory. did did need to double down on that. Nevada, they are 4 and 1, tied with San Diego State for the lead in the West. Both of them are 1 and 0 in conference play. Just behind them you have Fresno State who's 4 and 2 overall, 1 and 1 in league play, dropped a game at ah, Hawaii. Can never underestimate a trip to uh, the island no matter what, you know, some I I took a lot of heat for saying Hawaii was going to be competitive, especially when they had, you know, their rough start to the year, but it's not shocking, you know, it never is. San Jose State is then behind uh, Hawaii, who the both of them are three and three, both sitting at one and one, and then you have UNLV, who's zero and five and zero and one in league play. Their lone loss, a close game against Fresno State a couple of weeks back. Uh, quick clarification: I said that Hawaii is over San Jose State in the standings. That would be wrong because San Jose State beat them head to head. It was a close, sloppy game. So this must just be listed. Uh, in alphabetical order, not by a tiebreaker, which is super annoying and uh, pretty confusing, considering it's the conference website. But in the Mountain Division, you have CSU by themselves at one and zero. Everyone else has at least one conference loss already. The Rams two and three overall. But you know that's a big thing we talked about going into that San Jose State game. Is really all of CSU's goals were still on the table. You still have a chance to rebound and reach a bowl game. You still could contend for a Mountain West championship that obviously seemed unlikely after the opening month, but it was never impossible. Looks more likely after last week, but let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know we got to see this over a you know three four game process. We got to see some sustainable football over a larger sample size. But things are kind of trending in the right direction, and that's encouraging to see. Behind CSU, you have Air Force, who's five and one overall. 2 and 1 in conference play. Then you have Utah State at 3 and 2, 1 and 1 overall. Boise State is 4 and or excuse me, 3 and 3, 1 and 1 in league play. Wyoming is 4 and 1, 0 and 1 in league play. And then of course there's CSU's opponent this weekend, New Mexico, who's 2 and 4 overall, 0 and 2 in league play, riding a four-game losing streak and really have not been competitive in Mountain West games, you know, they got the break speed off of them by both Air Force and San Diego State, and uh, this is kind of the the big last game of emotional importance for UNM and CSU. So a bit of a trap game to a degree, and that's something I've gotten into for DMVR members. Uh, wrote a column on it this morning, just you know why the Rams still have to respect UNM. We know how bad UNM wants this one, and that was even before. They lost four straight and got embarrassed in their first two league games. So they kind of have nothing to lose at this point. It's clear they're probably not going to be a postseason team, but I've talked to their players and coaches. You know, they've, they view CSU as a stepping stone. You know, it's this hurdle that the Lobos have not been able to get over for 10 games now, 11 years. You know, they, they desperately want to end that streak. And if they're going to be a more consistently competitive team, you know, they feel like stopping this streak is, kind of one of the the first pivotal points of that so you got to respect them you know there's nothing more dangerous than a team that has nothing to lose especially when they're particularly fired up which UNM will be they're playing at home usually not that intense of an atmosphere but they're honoring some legendary players so maybe that draws a bigger crowd we shall see in my experience it's never been that intense but uh like I said we'll see you have to respect UNM as a team um, their fans haven't really consistently shown up for football in a long time. So I'm not gonna, you know, tap dance around that. They haven't they have not been that loyal, but I also understand it. It's been a brutal product for the better part of a decade. I actually thought UNM was pretty competitive last season. All things considered, I think they deserve a lot of credit for for packing up and moving to Las Vegas. That that wouldn't be an easy situation. And I think long-term, their program's probably going to be better for it because you know like which guys are truly bought in. I mean, it takes a different type of sacrifice to do what UNM had to do last year. And this year, they're just kind of leaning on a a lot of young guys. I mean, it looks like they're going to have seven true freshmen starting against CSU. That doesn't happen very often in the FBS. So, you know, it could be a long stretch for them. But I do think that long-term, this is a program that's heading in the right direction. I like Danny Gonzalez a lot. Uh, he really impressed me in his interview with him. And, you know, he remembers the days when CSU and UNM were competitive. You know, he remembers when these teams were meeting in, like, 03, and it, you know, basically decides who's going to win the Mountain West Championship. He wants to get that program back in the right direction. I I like that they brought Rocky Long back. He's a stud. One of the most underappreciated football coaches in the country, for sure. His vaunted, you know, three three five four two five defense. It's, it's going to turn things around. They just they have to get the right players in position, and they've got to get some of these young guys experience. But I genuinely do believe in the in the direction that UNM is trending. It's just kind of, it's going to be a little bit of a slow haul. You know, they didn't exactly take over the same type of talent that Adazio did. You know, they they don't have any Trey McBrides on their team. Ugh, I don't know about you guys. My allergies have been absolutely awful this fall. <laughs> struggling with them every day. Anyways, getting back, um, getting back on track. I wanted to kind of just talk about obviously the CSU UNM matchup a little bit, but I'll dive into that again tomorrow, but also just, you know, the Mountain West as a whole. I wanted to talk about the slate, give some gambling picks, all of that out. And then we'll obviously close out with the Trey McBride interview. Always appreciate him for giving us his time. Let's start with uh, Rocky Long's old team. They play Friday night San Diego State trying to stay undefeated, looking like a blessing that the Rams don't have to play them this year. They obviously got beat down pretty bad by the Aztecs last year in a weird COVID game, but uh they they've been really awesome. They've looked particularly explosive on offense. Their passing offense has been better than it has in years past. It's still not perfect. They're always gonna lean on that ground game, but I mean they've been they've been whooping up on some teams and they have an opportunity here to to kind of put San Jose State out of contention. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to, it, not impossible, but hard to overcome a one and two start, especially in the West, man. There's just so much talent with San Diego State and Fresno State, and you thought San Jose State was going to be one of those teams, but they're they're looking more like a 500 team. Maybe worse, I guess, if they can't top some of these teams in the West, but as it currently stands, it's a it's a 9.5 point spread in favor of San Diego State. Over-under is 41. Uh, you can get the money line for the Aztecs at minus 350. Got some fun facts for you, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, each of San Diego State's last eight games against teams from the California have gone under the total points line. 41 is really low, but it wouldn't be shocking if the under hit in this one as well, just considering... You know, it, I don't know if Nick Starkle is going to be back yet. San Jose State's offense, even with him, hasn't been very consistent this year. Both of these teams do have some talent on the defensive side. I could see it, but 41 is just such a low total. I'd probably stay away from that. San Jose State has failed to cover the spread in each of its last five games. Could be six in a row. You know, San Diego State winning this by 10 does not seem that far-fetched. You always worry about getting backdoored, but. San Diego is just better. They're better than San Jose State on both sides of the football. They probably are, are better coached. I I like Brent Brennan. I thought he was really enjoyable guy to be around at Mountain West media days. But Brady Hoke, man, he's he's in his bag again back in the Mountain West, and that's not good for the league. They're looking like a ten win team. They're they're definitely looking really really good. Maybe even higher than that. So uh, I I like the Aztecs to cover. Saturday morning, we've got Fresno State at Wyoming. Really interested to see how Fresno State is able to respond after dropping a game against Hawaii. Tough circumstances. And it's also kind of a prove it game for Wyoming. They went down to the academy, they dropped a game to the Falcons. At home, you know, they, they didn't play a very tough schedule in the non conference portion. They got punched in the teeth last week at Air Force. Now I want to see how they respond. At home, you would like their chances, even against a really good Fresno State team. But I just I feel like Fresno State is just more talented. I think they have more weapons on offense in particular. Jalen Cropper is one of the most exciting receivers in the league. Ronnie Rivers is still a stud at running back. I really like Fresno State to win this game. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I really like them to cover that. I mean, Wyoming's been pesky. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just think they've come back to life a little bit, you know, now that they're playing quality teams and at three and a half, you know, Fresno state by a touchdown just feels like a lot to me. I mean, we'll have to see. I felt the same way about Alabama going to Texas A&M last weekend and we all know how that worked out. Uh, not well for old JTM, uh, just pulling up some of the, the details here. The over under is 53 and a half. Each of Wyoming's last six October games at War Memorial Stadium have gone under the total po- the under the total points line, excuse me. Average points per game is about 46 in that stadium. So if it if it went over, it would be more points scored than usual. Up in Laramie, maybe want to lean the under in that instance. It's obviously hard to kick there. Just a lot of opportunities for missed points. Wyoming has covered the spread in seven of its last eight October games at War Memorial as well. So, just something to consider. They're three and a half point dogs in this one. They've covered in seven of their last eight October games at home. They should have a good crowd for this one. Wouldn't shock me if the pokes covered, you know, lost a lost a tight game by a field goal or something like that. Also wouldn't shock me if they found a way to pull the upset at home. But I do think that the talent disparity on offense is just significant enough that I really I really like Fresno State to pull this one and respond. After kind of a couple of letdown games in a row, you know, UNLV in Hawaii. The next game is obviously CSU at New Mexico. The Rams 10.5 point favorites over under is 44.5. CSU carrying a 10 game winning streak into this one. You know, New Mexico's failed to cover the spread in each of its last six games. 10.5 points is definitely steep. History says this game's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be a three-point game. So I think it's it's either going to be an easy cover or it's just going to be one of those like man, I I should have saw this coming. These tend to be a lot closer than you know anybody thinks coming in. If you're looking for some sneaky value, four of the last five games between CSU and New Mexico have gone under the total points line and under 44 and a half is at plus 100. You know, I, I do like the value there. You can always just get burned by garbage time score, though. That's what happened to me in the San Jose State game. That would make me a little bit nervous. But, you know, CSU if won 10 in a row. This is a game they need to take care of business. I think they're going to pull it out. I'm a little hesitant to say that they're going to cover that 10.5 point spread, though. I just think that this is the last game that means anything to New Mexico. And I think we're going to see a desperate team. I think they're going to kick, you know, claw, scratch, whatever, I do think the Rams pull away late, so maybe you cover late, but I I just think it's going to be a tighter game than that. All right, we will do the other three games and get to that Trey McBride interview, but speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, they have an awesome deal for all new customers. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, if you bet $1 on any NFL game, you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was all the way back in 1943. So this is a no-brainer of a deal for new customers. DraftKings customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets for the same game, which and it gives you a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Again, that promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You know, speaking of football season, we're going for two here with our sponsors of today's show, manscaped blitzing through hairs has never been easier and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using the code dnvr at manscaped.com you're gonna get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping it's three and out out the window with all other trimmers now go tame that wildcat offense i highly recommend the lawnmower 4.0 it's here to take your defense to the next level this fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, it has a 7,000 RPM motor, a 4K LED spotlight. It's waterproof, so rain, snow, or sleet—there's no match for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for clipping. I love whoever wrote this, um, and, and I just love everything that Manscaped has to offer whether it's the travel bag, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, you name it, they make male grooming such an easy experience. It's a one-stop shop. Make sure you use that code DNVR at manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping. Word, 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 keeping things rolling. The next 5 p.m. game on Saturday, we've got Utah State at UNLV. UNLV, seven-point underdogs at home, still looking for their first win. Over under 62.5 points in this one, Utah State. Seven point favorites on the road. I like Utah State to cover in this one, but it, it feels too obvious. It feels like this might be some cheese there. Again, there's something about a desperate team. You know, it's the same logic I have with you know UNM against CSU this weekend. They they really have nothing to lose. They're 0 and five. They're fighting for their season. They're at home. They've they've been really bad at home. They probably want to change that. Uh, each of UNLV's last six games against teams from Utah have gone over. So maybe a shootout that wouldn't surprise me, especially with the way that Utah State can move the football. UNLV has been, they've been tricky at times. I mean, they gave Fresno State a run for their money. Utah State has failed to cover the spread in each of their last four games in October, though, something to consider. I've already been burned by them a couple of times uh, against Boise State and BYU as well. I'm probably staying away from this one, but I would lean towards Utah State covering, although, again, it just makes me nervous with UNLV having nothing to lose. They're playing at home. Like I just hate betting against desperate teams. At 7 p.m., we have Air Force at Boise State. Boise State coming off of their upset win over BYU on the road. Certainly impressive. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I've been a skeptic of BYU all year. Air Force, they've been awesome this year. Only one loss. They are four-point underdogs on the road. You can get their money line at plus 155. The over-under is 51. I really like the over in this one. But, you know, with Air Force's option offense, it's just tough to say. It's really going to depend on what Boise State is doing offensively. I mean, they have some of the best receivers in the league. Khalil Shakir is an absolute stud. Uh, this one should be a really fun game. Seven of Boise State's last eight October games against non-AP-ranked teams have gone over the total points line. So that, that again, kind of plays into me really liking the over. Boise State has covered the spread in each of its last four games against teams from Colorado. I love these little fun facts from DraftKings. But the history says that Boise State covers and that the over hits if that's where you are looking to bet your money. Finally, we've got Nevada hosting Hawaii at 8 30. That's the late game. Nevada, 14 point favorites at home, over under 60 and a half. Hawaii money line is plus 460. So that would be a substantial upset. But again, I, I think Hawaii is better than people realize. I, I don't hate them to cover, but it's just tough to bet against Carson Strong in this offense, especially at home. They're so explosive. They've got Cole Turner, Romeo Dubs, just so many options. Man, Nevada's 2-0 against Hawaii the last two times they played, uh, averaged 71 points per game between those two. The over-under is 60.5, so probably lean in the over. Each of the last eight games between Hawaii and Nevada have gone under the total points line, though. So history says that this is cheese and that you should take the under. The underdog has covered the spread in each of the last five games between Hawaii and Nevada. That... That really reaffirms my. Uh, I like Hawaii to potentially cover that fourteen point spread. It's just huge for a conference game. Like, you know, Nevada could win this game pretty easily and still only win by ten or eleven, and then you cover. You know, then you're safe. But obviously, if they beat them down, then they're they're going to cover the spread themselves. Right, that's the Mountain West slate. Really looking forward to it this weekend. Should be a fun one. Um, really going to kind of learn about the conference. I think that Boise State Air Force game in particular is going to be really telling. Also, really intrigued by that Fresno State Wyoming game because those are two teams. After the last couple of weeks, I just I have some questions. You know, how legitimate are you? You flash early, but can you keep it up all year? All right, let's let's get to that interview with Trey McBride. Always fun to catch up with him. We talked about the San Jose State win, what to expect with New Mexico, the team's mindset, all of that fun stuff. Uh, always great to get him on the podcast and. It's just been so cool to have him as the team DNVR athlete. He's a really gracious guy. Obviously, one of the most talented players I've ever been around, but just one of the coolest dudes, too, and that's what makes it so fun to work with him. All right, here is that interview, and then that is all we have on today's podcast. We'll have more content, obviously, a ton of post-game stuff uh, for CSU UNM. Make sure you tune into DNVR Rams late night. That'll be two hours after the game ends on Saturday, guessing around 10, 10.30 p.m., but... It will depend on how fast CSU and New Mexico wrap up. All right, as always, I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. And here is that interview with Trey McBride. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We've got team DNVR athlete, Colorado State starting tight end, Trey McBride, coming off of a homecoming victory. Trey, what was it like in the locker room after that game, especially just you know, after the the last couple of weeks and, and really building up to that moment?
1: You know, it's it's exciting and it's, uh, it's awesome to see that, you know, all that hard work and stuff that you're putting in is finally starting to bear fruit, pay off a little bit. So that's what's nice about it. Um, at the end of the day, it's just exciting to see your boys happy, your coach happy. Everyone's, you know, happy. Everything's better when you win. So just that vibe and You know, everything in that locker room after a game is everything you play for, you know, so that's, that's, you know, it's something special and something I hope to continue to get,
0: you know, you still led the offense in total catches in this one, but for the first time, I'd say this season, you guys really got a lot of different people going. I mean, eight different people caught a ball, multiple guys were effective in the backfield. Was it nice to kind of have a little bit of help out there? I mean, it's fun to put up big numbers, but this seems a little bit more sustainable.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's something that we've really been working on is trying to get other guys that have Toddy work through the progression and, you know, throw to where the coverage is telling you to throw. Don't just, you know, pick a guy and throw it. So that's kind of something that we've been really, Toddy's been doing a great job on. And, you know, we have a lot of really good receivers. Ty McColl is a great player. EJ, Justice, you know, Dante, when he's back, he'll be awesome for us. So we got a lot of those guys that can make plays and catch the ball. So. It's nice that they're utilizing so many people because that's just gonna make us more of a weapon offensively when they have to cover multiple guys and not just you know, a few.
0: How big was that play to tie specifically? Just I mean, you guys have kind of missed on those shot plays most of the season. I mean, Todd hit a couple against South Dakota State late. He hit you in that Vandy game. but I mean, he he talked about it himself. He's like, I had a chance to hit Trey in the Iowa game and it could have changed everything like, was that kind of the dagger play for you guys? We were like, yeah, we got this game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ty, Ty ran a really good route and, and Toddy just threw a perfect ball. And that was a big play. You know, we don't, offensively, we need those explosives. We need those big plays like that to, to get us going down the field and, and just be able to move down the field fast. And it, it was awesome to see that. You know, Ty's a really good player. Um, and, and everything that happened, I was just really happy for him that he was able to get his first touchdown on a 60 yard catch. That was very awesome. And once that happened, I knew right away, I was like, man, we're, we're going to win this game and, and we're going to celebrate the locker room. So,
0: you know, you gotta definitely got to celebrate the good moments with, with everything that you guys put into it, but you've got a big game coming up against New Mexico. You You guys didn't get a chance to play them last year, but 10 game winning streak. I mean is there kind of a trap game element, you know, just in a sense that this is a team that's really going to want to beat you guys bad.
1: Yeah. You know, they there are no team to look over. Um, they're not the New Mexico. They used to be there a lot, little, little bit better. They have some players and, and everything. So the thing about them, they run a really weird defense where they're, they're moving and slanting and twisting and doing all kinds of crazy stuff on defense. And, and that's tough on an offense where you have to, you know, see all that movement and pick up the movement, and so it's it's hard. They run a really tough defense. So fundamentally, we got to be really good this week and and make sure that we can you know handle that twist and all those movements that they do. So I'm excited to see how uh, the team the team handles it and stuff. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome to uh, to see you know us go down to Albuquerque and hopefully get back to 500 this week.
0: You know, the the three three five two four five defense is is definitely kind of quirky. Yeah. How much of that falls on like Todd being able to recognize it, and then how much is it on you know you and the offensive line being being able to pick up some of that as well?
1: A lot of it's on the offensive line. You know, Todd obviously has to you know move protections and things uh, when he sees something. But for the most part, you know, we're expecting them to slant and move every single play. That's that's what they do. That's what they're known to do. So. We're expecting them to move and, and things like that. And and that's what I'm excited for is once we pick that movement up, we're gonna be able to gash them and, and have big plays off that once we're able to pick that up. So that's something that I'm really excited about is we're gonna be so prepared. We're gonna go in there, know exactly what they're doing, pick it up, and we should be able to run right down their throats, you know.
0: What what are what are the coaches kind of saying to the team? What are they preaching after what was probably the best, you know, team victory of the season? Is it just don't get complacent?
1: yeah absolutely you know you never you want to celebrate the wins but then at the end of the day you got to get back to business you got i mean every week every team's out there trying to beat you so you can't you can't stay high on the last game you got to move forward it's it's quick you got to get going and move on to the next week and new mexico is no team to just look right over now they're they're a good football team so i'm excited to go down to new mexico and and have a really good game and, and hopefully get us back to you know even
0: i don't want to take up too much of your time here but I went back and I was rewatching that San Jose state game. It sure looks like you scored when they called you short at the goal line. Did you go back and watch that? Did you think you scored yeah, early in that game? I don't
1: know. That was a tough one. You know, that I, 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 I thought I scored obviously, but um, you know, they, they didn't. And and at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the touchdowns and stuff for me. Like Jalen, Jalen deserves a touchdown just as much as I do. So I, I got him down there and then we let Jalen run it in and that's, hey, we got seven points on the board, so I'm happy. And, and we we can we'll move on from there, but you know I don't I don't really know it was, it was a weird play I couldn't tell if my knee was down or not, but it was, definitely um, close. It was close.
0: I thought you extended it over, but I I that's that's it, the right team answer. So I yeah, think that's what, yeah. you know that's what your teammates would want yeah, you to say. That's what the coaches yeah. would want. Um, just speaking of Jalen Thomas, kind of a breakout game for him. What dynamic does he bring to the offense? Because it seems like he's a physical guy, but maybe a little bit faster than he gets credit for.
1: Yeah, you know, he's kind of that hybrid player that kind of is a big back that can run downhill, but he's also a little fast, shifty guy as well. So he's someone that brings a lot to the table and a lot to our team because he does so much for us, and, and he's and he's a really good player, runs hard. And, you know, Christian Hunter is another guy that, that runs really hard that hasn't seen a bunch of reps yet, but I could see him playing in the next couple of weeks because of how hard he works and, you know, how he runs the ball.
0: And another, you know, like good teammate guy, you know, moved over to DB for a little bit when they needed depth on that side. Now he's back at running back. Like you got to love guys like that. And then, you know, tadpole that are just kind of right. willing to do whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what you need. You know, um, you always need those guys where, where needs, uh, happen. You know, you need guys that that will fill those needs. So guys like those are key, huge players for us that don't get us enough, enough credit, but really do, you know, bring us whole.
0: Well, Trey, I appreciate you as always giving us the time looking forward to seeing how you guys are able to respond this weekend, safe travels down there and, you know, have a blast and enjoy this. It's fun to see the team kind of turning it around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to uh, play another game and, and go Rams. Go Rams.